I don't want myself to be doing good social causes mm-hmm. for the sake of feeling good for yeah. myself. Um, and I don't want our society to think that it is okay. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah. Welcome back everyone to another episode on the Mizi Wahid Podcast. I hope you've been enjoying your days this month and uh, thank you for choosing my podcast to be your go-to podcast to listen to inspiring stories from inspiring individuals who are my guests. And today we have another inspirational guest. Um, he is somebody that I knew from a couple of years ago. We used to volunteer in one uh, organization not too long ago, but he has since uh, gone on to do many, many other things. So as much as this is an interview for you, my listeners, it's also an opportunity for me to catch up with him. He is uh, Mr. Zulkarnain Rahim, and he is currently a lawyer. He is also currently serving as a member of parliament in the Chua Chukang GRC. He is, he has a very interesting background. Um, he used to study in NUS, studied law in NUS. He got a master's degree in SMU with a specialization in Islamic law and finance. Um, he also has been recognized a couple of times in some very significant, I would say, lists. Yeah? He was named the, in the Asian Legal Business 40 Under 40 2016 list of the brightest young legal minds in the region and a shortlisted finalist in the 2017 Young Lawyer of the Year category. Uh, he also won the JCI Singapore 10 Outstanding Young Persons of the World Award in the category of Political, Legal and Government Affairs. That and many other interesting things I would like to welcome to the show today, Mr. Zulkarnain. Zul, how are you? Assalamualaikum. Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's good to catch up. Eh? Yes, after, after it's been a while. while. And... Um, I can't remember all those things that you said about me, but <laughs> I suppose you got it from my uh, online. There are many, there are many things uh, available online. This is just a short summary. Uh, there are many other accomplishments. Well, obviously, the, the fact that you've forgotten some of those things from five years ago <laughs> goes to show that you have been extremely productive, extremely busy with many, many things. You are still a partner in Denton's Rodic. Yes. In Davidson, yes. Um, that's where... Uh, you serve right now but I also know that you're very very busy you say that you know in a week you make at least three visits to meet with your residents mm. in a week that's quite a lot three block visits three block I, try, visits. I try to do it on Wednesday Friday and Sunday mm. uh, during the working from home period it's Wednesday afternoon mm. uh, because most uh, families are at home as True. well um, and the reason why I do this also because I I wanted to meet up as many residents as possible within mm. my first year of uh, taking office yeah. as a parliamentarian. Uh, on top of that, I still do uh, my uh, active uh, legal practice. Mm. So, in fact, just the last budget, we were busy with budget and uh, committee of supply debates. Mm. Uh, I was also handling a Singapore International Commercial Court trial. Wow. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Alhamdulillah. How like, do you manage that? Man? Well, uh, I, I try to be, to, to be careful eh, not to call the speaker your owner. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I had a room within uh, parliament for me to do the hearings. The hearings are via Zoom because the judge is in London. Mm. Um, so, um, international to, uh, case, right? International case. Mm. So, uh, all, all part of the amanah and responsibility that my client gave me and also for my residents. So, mm. 
I focus on the issues at hand, uh, both in the courtroom and mm. in parliament. But yeah, it was uh, it was hectic because um, the trial was fixed uh, last year, mm. so I can't I can't change it. And mm. now I know and understand. Uh, between February to April, those are the busiest period in terms of a uh, for parliamentarian. Yeah. Um. Okay. If if we can just go back a little bit, um, you came from a family with five siblings. Six. I'm, Six. I'm Masha number five. MashaAllah. So big family. How was that like growing Ooh, up? Oh, it was fun. There were three boys, three girls. Oh. Uh, alhamdulillah. Um, so were the boys and girls always uh, at each other's throats? So uh, actually, no. No. Uh, it's actually the um, the 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 age gap is not divided by gender. It's actually oh. the age gap. So actually, the the older ones will be the ones who are uh, guiding us. Um, mm. Uh, I'm the younger one, uh, so my my uh, youngest is my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm number five. So we we gravitate towards each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, during school holidays was fun. Uh, we can have. Uh, you ever watch Tally Match? Tally Match. Last sure. time there was a there was a uh, old show where there are sports events. You know, yeah, yeah, of course. So we have Tally Matches at home. Oh, uh, you recreated it at home. Recreated at home, <laughs> boys versus girls. Uh, we live in a three-room flat, so not so much space. Mm. So many things were broken. Mm. Of course, uh, <laughs> you got the scolding. So scolding, and uh, but uh, it was fun. Mm. My wife also came from a big family, mm. so she she's on the other extreme. She's uh, uh, the eldest of five mm. siblings. So uh, we we understand each other in, in that regard. Coming from the same background, mm. um, fun. Yeah. Interesting. Where where did you meet your wife? Uh, actually, we were not. We were JC mates. Oh. Yeah, but actually, I totally forgot that she was in my JC. <laughs> because you were focused on your studies, right? You were uh, not looking left and right. Actually, I wasn't focused on anything. That's the problem oh. in JC. Uh, but then I met her during uh, NUS. Uh, she was my orientation group leader or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So then we did we she study of, law as well? No. No, she is. Uh, what I call a scientist, a math scientist. Uh. So mm. she does uh, stem cell research, uh, orthopedic. Uh, so she was in the bio uh, sciences, uh, the mm. life sciences. Mm. Um, she's still in, in research industry. Uh, mm. And uh, through this COVID, I realized that she's more essential than I am. <laughs> Frontline. <laughs> so she gets yeah. the vaccine and I haven't got it yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. So that's the, the <laughs> difference. My wife has gotten it too. and not. I, I'm still waiting for my... My opportunity, yeah. She's also a frontliner teacher, so okay. she gets it first. Um, and you have your own family as well, your your kids. You have how many? I have three young children. Mm-hmm. Um, eldest is 13, 10, and 7. You know, when when you and your wife came from a slightly bigger times two, uh, the mm-hmm. size, um, what are some of the things that perhaps you learned from being in a big family that you would impart some of those experiences in... Uh, to your kids, uh, for example, in in your parenting uh-huh. strategies and all. Like so actually, the number or the quantity really, I mean, it's cliche, but it doesn't doesn't really matter. Mm. So I remember uh, being in a large family, you're always uh, fighting for time, uh, mm. fighting for attention, jostling for position. Mm. Um, but that wasn't the case in, in, in my experience uh, because mm. we, each of us have each other and mm. also our parents. Uh, so mm. my my... My father and my mother actually spend a lot of time talking mm. to us. After Maghrib, there will be a short Tazkira. Tazkira. Uh, so that one, at first I felt that it's quite a chore. Mm. I'm a boy as well. But, but those are the times where we bonded together. Uh, and uh, I kind of look back and 
because of the busy schedule that my father had, that was the window that he had mm. uh, with us one-on-one time. What did your father do? He was a sole breadwinner? He was a sole breadwinner. Uh, he moved up the ranks. He used to be... Uh, he worked odd jobs previously. He was retrenched. Then he became a supervisor in a uh, uh, construction company. Mm. Then he went up to become the general manager. Mm. So that was after many, many years. Uh, so he is from the school of hard knocks. Uh, mm. uh, work in one place and stay at one place. Sounds like my dad too. <laughs> like the kind of like stay one place, loyal, dedicated, hardworking. Yeah. Yeah. And he keeps on thinking, you know, uh, that, okay, this is your risky and this is what the company has given us. And he turned that into a form of uh, allegiance or loyalty mm. and also more of gratitude. Mm. Uh, then he makes it a point that whatever he does, uh, he needs to focus fully. Mm. Yeah, because he starts work very early. Uh, um, then he ends uh, about 5.30 or 6 o'clock, he'll be home. I know this because I know when to hide <laughs> around that time. Uh, so, um, But he religiously will bring uh, lunch boxes mm. or what you call uh, nasi bungkus mm. uh, from home. Sometimes um, the, the things that I now learn, uh, he mm. sacrifices. Uh, I, 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 I look back and I learn that he never even disclosed that to me. He brought lunches, uh, rice, uh, but by the time when he ate it, uh, it's already become lontong because mm. it becomes so hardened. So, uh, yeah, soggy, soggy and hard. And hard. <laughs> but he never complained. Mm. Then he never had enough money to take the bus, uh, uh, the full fare of the bus. Last time, mm. you know, you press the yeah. thing and then get it. So, sometimes if the bus conductor is coming, uh, he can see that he will stop um, like many kilometers away and walk home. Um, so I remember the, those days when the conductor would come in and I'm like, I'm worried. Uh, Is this yeah, enough? Or not? Yeah. So, so those are the things. Uh, but nowadays, uh, people don't, don't, don't understand those, those, those are the, the, the kind of uh, experiences that we mm. all went through. But um, when I look back, uh, growing up, um, bringing up six children will never be easy. True. Uh, Regardless, even if in today's times. Today's time yeah. as well. And so, when you ask me, uh, how does that impact my upbringing of my children with my wife as well? We speak openly mm. uh, about what our experiences are. Yeah. What we think we want to uh, bring to uh, our children's life. Uh. So, mm. one thing is spend time with them uh, and um, no matter whether it's long or short, I think the most important thing is they will me- remember the memories uh, mm. when you're with them. I, I, I remember one posting you did which was like a throwback. Uh. Mm. Gamba, you graduate, Gamba NS. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. Uh. Um, you know, just just appreciating some of the sacrifices that, that our parents made for us when we were absolutely a nobody, right? Like, mm. they were the first people to invest in us, to believe in us. Mm. Uh, but I also want to just uh, a quick mention. Uh, you recently lost your mom as well. Mm. Yeah. So so how how was that like the experience of losing uh, her? Because she, she was the one at home taking care of you guys. Yes, yes. Yeah. She is the bedrock mm. of uh, uh, everyone. She's the counselor. She's the disciplinarian. <laughs> she's the minister of home affairs. Eh, or everything. Uh, she was diagnosed with cancer, uh, ovarian cancer. Um, it was actually she fought hard two to three years. Mm. Um, then, um, she, she kind of, um, um, 
even before before that, we were already very uh, close as a family. So even when we all had our own families, uh, we visit uh, often. Then always we do things like uh, go umrah together. Um, so alhamdulillah, I mean, for all those memories, I'm, I'm shukur uh, that mm-hmm. I actually brought my mother to several umrahs together and then we, we kind of bonded with my father as well. Alhamdulillah. Uh, then even my children also with them. Uh, so when she was diagnosed, um, with cancer, I remember the whole. It felt like a whole. Uh, the whole world uh, has shifted. Mm. So I, I remember a particular. I'm not sure. Maybe you can correct me. Hadith or saying mm. right. There's the doors to heaven. Yep. For through your parents, right? So I can see it cl- closing a bit by bit. Mm. So I told myself, uh, how much more do I have? Mm. But actually, Allah has given me. More than that, yeah. 59 years. So, uh, at least Alhamdulillah for the last 10 years, 15 years when I was married, I keep on, keep kept at it. So, the last few years, I uh, made sure I spent a lot of time, mm-hmm. uh, call her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, in fact, we, amongst our siblings, we took turns to actually bring to the chemo and all that. Mm-hmm. So, I remember the last chemo, um, I think she was on, uh, she was on remission already mm-hmm. uh, after the surgery and all that. Then there was um, a resurgence of the of the disease. Um, I actually was there, uh, and then she was. And I haven't shared this with anyone, um, as the doctor was uh, explaining to her uh, whether or not she wants to carry on because because there is no there is no um, uh, certainty that it yeah. will go away. Mm. So she said something which actually struck me. She said, between going through this mm-hmm. and being with my Lord, mm-hmm. I would rather be with my Lord. Wow. So for for a son to hear that. Eh? Mixed feelings. You mixed feelings though. Tapi you at one you, point you're like, wow, my mom's faith. But then at the same time, you know you, you're losing her. Yes. Mm. But she looked at us and she was like, no, you should be happy. Uh, so um, it was, um, I knew that day will come. But that what that last year, mm. she was the happiest mm. with my father. Right, she went anywhere she wanted, makan anything she wanted. <laughs> don't have all these problems. It's almost and for my father as well. Um, they have been married for so long, so it's he has gained his companion. Mm. So uh, when it happened, we were all there in the hospital. Uh, then. Um, yeah, so it, it was it was um, hard to take, mm-hmm. but we know that this is what she is uh, working towards. And, and, and actually, I told my children as well, because they were very close to her, that you want, uh, you have to do up on any go jannah pedaus, and then you have to work mm-hmm. for that, because mm-hmm. we want to all to be re- reunited. True. Um, then I look back at all uh, my mother's photos uh, and how she had. She doesn't have any uh, brothers, so all four sisters. She's mm. the youngest. All three have departed before her, mm. uh, and they were all looking very happy. Uh, I remember uh, all how close they were. Mm. Uh, so I thought that, alhamdulillah, I mean, life is, and that's why life is fleeting. Mm-hmm. But you must make do for what you can. That's true. Yeah. I think death, especially death in a family, teaches us a lot. Mm. Um, it helps us see things from 
different new perspectives, um, you appreciate things like you've never before. Mm. And um, you tend to perhaps start to make better decisions in, in certain areas um, of your life. But thank you for sharing that. It's the first time you said you shared it with anyone. So I appreciate you sharing it here. And I know that a lot of people also went through loss. Like the last couple, last week or so, I had many messages of people. I had a relative my age, 38, uh, second cousin, just suddenly passed away in her sleep. Just like that. And, you know, like like you said, life is short, life is fleeting. Any Anything can happen at any time, um, when you, even when you least expect it. You know, yes, there are sometimes people pass on because you kind of expected it. There's an illness, there's a disease, but... Sometimes it just happens like that. So it, it opens up your eyes. It helps you to to rethink certain priorities in life. And uh, like you said, I, I like what you said about we have to really work hard and make the most out of what God has given us and, and also um, to give the most benefit as we can. Uh. Yeah. I must admit that it wasn't as easy as I thought mm. I, it would be to handle it. Um, it's as if the whole world crushed on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then you ask uh, Allah, like, why would the door shut? Mm-hmm. I just wanted one more moment. I, then I said, what if, what if? Because I just spoke to her the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my wife actually said, but Alhamdulillah, look at what you have done. Uh, look at all the things that you will be doing in her legacy, in her, mm-hmm. her honour. Right? Um, but for her, shaping me to who I am today, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Allah has uh, planted this seed of thought, uh, the, the inspiration, uh, her perspiration to put me through school mm-hmm. and all that. So I told myself, never let that go to waste. Mm-hmm. Never let that go to waste. And uh, for anyone who is grappling with uh, departure, mm-hmm. especially of uh, the loved ones, I I share your your, your, your feelings and it's never easy mm. uh, but speak to people that actually you care about mm. work for people that you love and get inspiration from those who have faithfully departed before us mm. um, because at the end of the day I, because I had to explain this to my daughter mm. especially the 12 13 year she's very close man. Mm. she was there is a picture of her Together and uh, just outside Masjid Nabawi, my father was pushing the pre- uh, the, 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 the the wheelchair. My mom was in the wheelchair. The second one was on her lap. My my first one is standing on the wheelchair. So they were happily. So she says, "Why, why, why is she? She's still young. She was sixty-two, sixty. Uh, so I had to say to her that Allah loves her more than than us. Mm. But it also tells us that we need to." Uh, work harder uh, mm-hmm. and, 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 and to be reunited inshallah so, so for a teenager uh, to hear that she she's okay mm. right. I remember actually a couple of years ago I received a phone call mm. um, supposedly soalan agama when I was in my Mu'is days uh. mm. and then the first time ever the voice at the other end was a very young voice mm. it was a girl my, my guess was about 12, 13 and her question was, will we be able to meet with someone who has passed away? I'm like, where is this going? Ah, eh? uh, oh yes, inshallah. I mean, there is even a verse in the Quran that talks about this. You know, people of the same faith from your own family will inshallah be reunited. Then she started crying. I'm like, why is this girl crying? And then she said, I, I just lost my grandmother, she said. 
and I'm very close to her and I miss her. You know, I'm just scared I won't get to meet her again. Wow, that one like really <laughs> made me want to cry, you know, listen to her. She was crying, literally sounded like a 12, 13 year old girl on the other side. Huh? So I just comforted her and gave her assurance. Inshallah, I mean, your, your grandmother would be really proud of you right now. You know, whatever you're trying to achieve, study hard, be good. Inshallah, one day you will be able to meet her again. Inshallah. Yeah, so just reminded me of that, that story, the particular phone caller. Okay, um, I would like to move on to your um, decision to join politics, if I may. Okay. Um, but since we were still talking about your mom, did you like consult her about this? I consulted every family member. <laughs> what did your mom say? My mother actually, uh, she saw, she wasn't, she was apolitical. Mm. Um, she comes from a family which is very, uh, also has strong views about politics. Okay. And not necessarily uh, uh, the well uh, or establishment views. Uh, but she saw that through the years of my voluntary work and community yes. service and pro bono work, she said that don't ever lose yourself. Uh, mm. when it, wherever you are, you if you join politics, it's actually for a bigger cause, mm. uh, whether it's uh, uh, one party or the other or whatever. Mm. Uh, and she said that then it's a responsibility and amana. So um, she and my father said the same thing. She said that um, if you choose... Choose one that actually will resonate with our values. Mm -hmm. Choose one that you can make the most impact in um, because they know me. They do not know the rest. Eh? They do not know the party. They do not know sure. the political landscape, mm -hmm. the geopolitical landscape. So they say that if, since I know you as you are my son, uh, we shaped you this way, we know that you will do something. Mm. So that one really touches me. Uh, so mm -hmm. I said, okay. Uh, Alhamdulillah, um, and it was a tough decision to make. Mm. In fact, I, it was a very long decision. Mm. Um, then I spoke to all my siblings as well. They say that uh, they have funny, funny uh, <laughs> uh, views and very diverse views as well. Mm -hmm. But the long and short of it, each of them said the same thing. We know you. Mm. We know what you stand for, what you will fight for. Um, and for that, you have our support. Mm. Uh, and doesn't mean that they agree with all the political views, mm -hmm. but they agree as the person that 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 I will help shape something. Mm. So uh, that that lingered my in my mind mm. to to actually then say, uh, okay. Uh, but then I also had to speak to my wife, Most important. <laughs> no, most important. Right? Yeah. <laughs> because being a politician eh, is um. You will lose something. True. You will lose your uh, privacy. Mm -hmm. I try as much as possible to protect my family members from public glare because mm -hmm. they never signed up for it. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it it is what it is. It comes with the territory, mm -hmm. part for the cause. So, and my wife, uh, she said that I know you la. Also the same thing. <laughs> but you just have to ask yourself this: if you say no, and if there is a other person, another individual, then I don't want to hear you complain. <laughs> That's, what That's, true. That's true. And if you don't think that you, you don't like the way it's shaping for our children, for our children's children, for our country, I don't want to hear you complain. Mm. Right? You have an opportunity to be there. 
So she said, I know you are. And uh, <laughs> she also said that, then since you don't complain, then at Ahirat, if you are asked, this dipertanggungjawabkan, uh, mm. this uh, responsibility, what have you done with it? What have I done with my time? So, uh, this is <laughs> quite heavy stuff. Uh. I have never, okay, I have never been, you know, I've mm. never been in a position where I wanted something, especially for a leadership position. Mm. I've never wanted it. Mm. In fact, I always try to, well, people say, Ela, avoid. Uh. Mm. But circumstances will converge that says that then it's up to me that say, oh no, he's a, who else can mm. step up? Who else can do this? Mm. Or would I be uh, uh, um, uh, more uh, satisfied or uh, uh, accept another person's decision? Mm. So I thought long and hard, many nights, prayers, <laughs> consultation. In fact, some of my close friends as well. Um, then I I made the decision. Mm. Once I made the decision, I said to myself, then I have to be very. 100%. Yeah, you cannot be like 70%, 80% in even. Yes, 90% yes. cannot. have to be 100%. Okay. So, you you went, you came into office July last year. Yeah. Correct? Uh, it's not a year yet. But, okay, even before talking about the current experience, how was it like uh, running a campaign? Uh, election oh, campaign? What okay. was the experience like? Humbling. 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 Um, I know this because I, in fact, I prepped myself for it. Because it's uh, more of a servant leadership mm. to me. Uh, I, I, my parents live in Chochukang. Mm. So to me, I'm helping the residents of Chochukang, helping my mother's, father's, neighbors, <laughs> family. My, my brother also lives in Chochukang. So I, I know the places, I know the bus route, I know the, the pain points, I know that there's no hawker center, <laughs> I know the Kopitiam Mani and Sedap. And then it's uh, the, 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 the pressures uh, of the people as well. And I've actually been understudying uh, for a couple, uh, for a period of time. Then, so when it comes to the, but nothing prepares you for the actual hustle and bustle of the hustings. Uh, we didn't, it was strange because there wasn't any, COVID, uh, there wasn't any like big rallies. Uh, so, yeah. because of COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there is intense uh, door-to-door visits, mm-hmm. house visits, and um, a lot of uh, public engagements mm. and major turning points or crossroads. How about how about the online <coughs> um, discussions and everything? Online, I think there wasn't... Um, I try not... Because I, I wasn't that great on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I... You're getting better at it, I see. I Yes, because <laughs> I, I had to uh, by necessity. Uh, yeah. uh, but um, to me, uh, online... The online ramblings, I mean, like, you know, the noises that you hear... Um, Whatever the views may be, those did, was are, it, did it affect you? I don't think it affected me that much. Okay, I'm not so thick-skinned as to say that it doesn't affect me. Um, I I just take it with a pinch of salt, right? That uh, there are pro and there are negative. Mm. So whenever I hear like commendation or I tell myself, oh, there's a doa, right? They actually know who I am, making it as better, not as what they think. Mm. Um, and then for those who are negative, I said, oh, they made, I, this is my chance to prove to them mm-hmm. that they, mm. so you do not know exactly what I bring to the table and what I stand for. So I try to see whether or not these are actual legitimate concerns. Mm-hmm. Then I go down to the ground and 
by and large, eh, um, during the campaign, the actual physical interactions mirror some of the browsing. Okay. okay? Uh, not to 50-50, la, maybe mm. about 80% positive, 20% negative. But then it was frank, mm. frank discussion. I, and, and it's usually maybe from people of our community or some even other. Some, I tell you, uh, uh, one person actually asked me, why is, must it be a Malay candidate again? Mm. Oh, no, he prefaced that by saying, I'm not trying to sound racist. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but whenever someone says to you that it's not sound racist, but brace yourself for it anyway. So I said to him that uh, actually uh, it's the GRC system and also because the, this division was higher in terms of Malay mm. population. Or, but I agree with you. You don't have to be a Malay to champion other uh, uh, all the rest of the same case mm. or you don't have you must be a non-Malay or you, if you are a non-Malay you cannot champion Malay yep. interest but uh, it's also to to um, give uh, comfort mm. that there is uh, sufficient representation or that diverse representation so uh, yeah so uh, after Big Ding Dong we, we talk about half an hour and he realised uh, he realised that what he's who he's speaking to is someone who will speak for him. Mm. When I first came into Rodak about 15 years ago, I was the first Malay lawyer. Wow. Yeah. So, and they have been in Singapore for more than 150 years. <laughs> really? So, Amazing. And I, when I first came in, the staff would say, oh, finally a Malay Muslim lawyer. <laughs> there is a, or, but I, I told, then there were a lot of much, um, um, Getting used to like, oh, can we do? Can we eat in front of you? Well, you uh, well, was Ramadan. Mm, mm. Or how about uh, we don't have halal food, but uh, we you buy something else and then mm. you eat with us. Is it okay? So I say it's okay. So after a while, they forget that I'm a Malay or Muslim. Mm. They just remember I'm a lawyer. Mm. I'm a good lawyer. Mm. I'm a good person. Good good man. That's what I want them to think about. Mm. Our faith, our skin color is something that I wear mm. outside of mm. me. It's my own da'wah to them. Okay. My own personification of my faith. Mm-hmm. And I want them to remember Zul as a, as a the friend. The, mm-hmm. the, 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 the friend who is who will or, or, or the lawyer who will fight your case for you. Mm-hmm. And he's he, he's quite good at that. <laughs> and then oh, by the way, he happens to be a Malay. Yeah. And then you realize that oh it's nothing it, it, it comes with it, you know. So our our faith informs me how to conduct myself mm. and how to react or behave with other people. So that's how I, I, I interacted with, with, mm. with, with one of the residents. What's, in, what's interesting is whenever I ask people like, what, what do you relate to first? Like, do you see yourself Muslim first, Malay second, and then your profession third? A lot of people would say, yes, I see myself Muslim first, and then my race, and then my profession uh, specialization. But outwardly when they meet people they want the opposite like, just like what you said mm. I want to be respected in my field in my industry my expertise and then you know by the way thing that mm. yes I'm also happen to be Malay and I happen to be Muslim yeah. so that's that's how I think generally people are like and mm. their hopes um, especially us living in a multi-racious a multi-racial multi-religious um, country and that's why we uh, to me um, it's always important to see it from other person's perspective. Mm-hmm. So, from young, I've been taught to try to understand a lot of empathy, mm-hmm. a lot of unpacking. I, 
like you ask me whether I'm focused in JC. Uh. So actually, in school, uh, I'm quite a rebel. Uh. Really? Yeah. Like, um, uh, not in terms of discipline, but I will ask the, the teacher the question like, why is it like this? Mm. Because I need to understand. I remember when, uh, I was reading geography books while I was in primary school. Uh. Mm. Uh, so I wanted to know why do they cut the mountains uh, into steeps? Uh, uh, the paddy fields. Mm-hmm. They talk about erosion and all that. So I had to actually create it using blocks, understand it, then I unpacked it. Mm-hmm. So every single issue, every single solution must be seen from an understanding. Sure. And to me, if I want to speak to a person, I need to understand. Um, and that's also my so, training. So you like to ask questions, basically, and uh, I'm pretty sure you annoyed some of your teachers. Like, Annoy, uh, annoy, <laughs> annoying is an uh, understatement uh, because I think... So can you just accept whatever that's in the textbook? Why are you... Yeah, because you say, but why is there only one textbook? Mm. Is this the only view uh, that, mm. that's out there? Um, but they, they some, some accepted uh, that, okay, this boy is a bit different. Uh, but um, some may uh, misconstrue that to be uh, a defiance of authority. Mm. Hard rules, uh, mm. policies, regulations mm. that is cast in stone. When in fact stone also you can you can manage <laughs> can mold it, mold it right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of um policies cast mm. in stone, let's let's get straight into it and uh. like you know being in politics. Um, I know your your driving um motivation is really to help people regardless of who who they are, what their background is, and it's not something new to you. Right, you you've been doing this a lot. You know, I I can vouch for that. I know that you're very passionate when you start helping, um, the community. Uh, you know, and you want the best for everyone. So now that in, you are in the position that you're in right now, how much more access do you get? You know, and how much more can you help those previously? You could help them probably up to a certain point, but now you feel like yes, uh, I can do a little bit more for them. Do you feel that that's now the new opportunities you're getting? Wow. This, this is a very tricky question as mm. well to answer because what I feel is what I'm seeing now or mm-hmm. what I'm experiencing for only the less than one year in, in office. But maybe I've uh, spoken to you about this story before about the throwing babies in the river. Yeah. Yeah. You can repeat it again, please. Okay. <laughs> so... Um, well, so, a, sounds bad, right? Initially. Yeah, sounds sounds bad, right? Uh, so while we were walking, you know, there's a there's a parable about about babies being drowned and thrown down the river. So you see this happening. Of course, it's an affront to your your values, eh, to your mm. to what you believe in. So you started saving these babies from uh, downstream, right? Um, and then a lot of people are saying that, "Oh, you're doing a good job. Mm. You're doing a lot of social cause. Right? It's a good social cause. Mm. Come, we help you. So volunteers come in to mm. help you. And then some people say that, "Oh." You're doing a good job. Come, I give you donation and sponsor you. We give you a packet drink, a mm. shelter for you to rest, give you some uh, urot uh, if mm. you're tired and you go in again. Then you realize that, oh no, this is still happening. Uh. Mm. The babies are still down the mm. river. Mm. I have to go upstream. Mm. Why not? Who is doing this? Mm. So, and then when you go up, you go and behold, certain things are happening upstream. And then you need to stop the people who are throwing the babies down the river and see whether or not the throwing of the babies down the river upstream actually uh, helps or, or or feeds into this notion that you want to feel good about yourself by saving babies down mm-hmm. the river. So I don't want myself to be doing good 
social causes mm-hmm. for the sake of feeling good for yeah. myself. Um, and I don't want our society to think that it is okay mm. that there are still babies to be saved. You're mm. doing a good job. Mm. I told the uh, I, I volunteer in a crisis shelter. Mm-hmm. I told them, uh, and we we protect uh, vulnerable women and children from from domestic violence abuse. I told them the first thing that I, the first day that I was uh, a member, was uh, five more than five five six years ago. The day that I'm most happy is when we close down this shelter when there's no need for it. Mm. The day when we run out of business is the day that is the happiest to celebrate. Day to celebrate. Right? Mm. So, it's good that you set a vision so clearly like that. Yes. You know, beginning with the end in mind. This is the end that we want. Correct. Right. And then we, we had this whole campaign targeting zero violence and domestic violence. Imagine eh, McDonald's mm. or, or some fast food restaurant right, saying that we want everyone to eat healthily, right? Mm. Or, or no fast food or something like that. Um, but so that, that's the vision. Mm. So to me, going upstream, going into politics, going to parliament, I'm further upstream. Mm. But you know what I can, how I see it? When you are downstream, right, people see you doing all the work. When you're upstream, you don't get as much recognition. Correct. It's harder doing the work up there. But, you know, sometimes you get criticized more also. But the ones downstream can take selfie, example, (laughs) can like show like I'm doing a lot of this. So The currents downstream, Mm -hmm. especially when it's at plateau, it's it's easier to wade through the water. Mm. Upstream is rocky currents are faster mm-hmm. sometimes you get rocks thrown at mm-hmm. you it comes with the territory it comes with the terrain mm-hmm. um, but I I'm like I told you I wanted to understand so this is innate in me I cannot sit still there not knowing what's happening upstream mm-hmm. uh, I want to unpack it mm-hmm. that's the price for not uh, uh, maybe not not being seen mm. uh, as saving the babies. Mm. People are saying, oh, "You are walking away. Mm. You are walking away. There are babies here, but you are walking away. But mm. I'm walking away in a different direction. Mm. You you will never see me, and you probably won't see me <laughs> again <laughs> because um, the work up there is is pretty tedious. I might actually get lost mm. upstream as well. Um, but that's the price, uh. I mean, I, uh, to me, uh. It's never about the what, what did I say during my maiden speech? Eh? It's about the intention, not the attention. It's mm. for the cause, not the applause. Eh? Mm. So you must be with that end in yeah. mind. Eh? Yeah. I also liked uh, something that I I saw on one website that quoted you. It says that in Singapore, our biggest resource is our people. We cannot let differing viewpoints and ideas divide us. To me, no matter what your political ideology or inclination is, I am committed to serve you in the best interest of our nation. Because to me, every one of us matters. Specifically in the point of differing viewpoints and ideas, to not allow that to divide us, do you, do you find that a challenge to try to, to ensure that whatever discussions, dialogues we have in private or in the public sphere, um, to do it in an objective, in a very matured, <laughs> civil uh, manner? Like, is that a challenge nowadays, you think? Um. I don't think it's a challenge nowadays. Mm. It's always been a challenge. <laughs> it's always been a challenge. Um, do you, but do you think now it's more amplified because of the more, there are more public channels now? Correct. Okay. Mm. So uh, it's amplified because it's more visible. Mm. Uh, the emotion, emotive language, nuances have always been there. Challenges have always been there. 
but because of uh, social media, online channels, various visible platforms, mm. um, people have a, a more open, expressive way of doing things. Mm. Now, I don't mind having an... I mean, I do this for a living. <laughs> argue, <laughs> advocate for a cause. Mm. At the end of the day, I remember I was... Um, fighting tooth and nail with a particular on a particular case with a, another a female lawyer on mm. the other side and we were really throat mm. huh? fighting and it was emotive uh, but then at the end of the day when we came up uh, then we were civil mm. then I, I was I remember my wife was pregnant at that time then she was giving uh, the, the, my opponent opposing friend was giving me recipe on a uh, on, uh, papaya <laughs> shake or something like that for, for, for uh, breastfeeding. Uh. Uh. Then my intern, uh, <laughs> uh, like uh, Ella here, who actually said, eh, it's almost, isn't it almost schizophrenic <laughs> that you are at odds? Then outside you're like, eh, can you give me the rest? Mm. I said, yeah, because my argument is with the case, mm. with the point, and I can we both can be that professional to, to divorce that from the personality. At the end of the day, red, white, blue, whatever, mm. we're Singaporeans. Uh, okay? uh, we, we, we want the betterment of the nation for mm. our community. For that, I really respect. I respect a good argument mm. because that would uh, shape uh, the case better, the policy is better, the ideology is better. And then we if we cannot come to a conclusion, we can also say that, yes, so I respect what you think would be better, mm-hmm. uh, but I have my own reasons why it's not. Mm-hmm. There are trade-offs. We've seen it. Um, so for that, I don't, I, I think our level of uh, discussion cannot condescend to personal uh, uh, or divisive uh, attacks. It, the environment is what I call, the environment is conducive for the divisive. Mm. But, uh, we as one people should remember why are we in it for mm. uh, certain jurisdictions they have come into a very rift apart either you are with us or against us mm. there's never in between mm. so what happens if you 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 want to marry a, 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 a person who has a different political viewpoint a different ideology different I get questions of kalau different mazhab mazhab <laughs> So, much like Montague and Capulet, yeah, right? Correct. So, you feel like, oh no, it's, it's, it cannot be that way. Mm. And Islam has to bring us together. I think my faith instructs me that, you know, I, you mentioned about SMU and uh, Masters, right? So, I, I, I understand that the diversity of the jurisprudence and, and in law as well, how can it be so many interpretations mm. of cases, of uh, judges, in fact, in Islam, all the Mishtahidun talking about all this, and, and still is so rich, yeah. diverse, uh, and and they are still under one umbrella, right? mm. either common law or the religion or whatever. So I feel that uh, we we can be emotive, mm-hmm. we we because it puts passion and force in our argument, but we cannot use that to sow the seeds of discord mm. and divide us. Mm. Um, when it comes to, I mean, you can't run away from one thing though, being in politics and being Malay in Singapore, uh. that M- Malay Muslim issues will always be something that people will look to you for answers or for um, your opinions, your standpoint. What are some of your hopes, you know, in representing us, the Malay Muslim community, 
um, as a leader in politics? You know, like is there any specific areas that you really want to invest a lot of your time in? Whether it's education, it's health, um, leadership. Like, what what's your area that you feel like? Okay, this is going to be something that I want to uh, champion. For example, um, areas of uh, where I want to champion uh, for for specifically for the Malay community. I think first and foremost, what I want for the Malay Muslim community is exactly what I want for the larger community as well. Okay. Okay. Um, which is obviously prosperity, progress, um, and a lot of opportunities. Um, specifically, I think if we focus on exactly the needs of the community, mm-hmm. we that we can never finish it because there's a lot. Um, for me, I think the areas that I champion, which is actually families, uh, youth. Uh, that's why I focus on domestic violence. I focus on reintegration efforts of our inmates, our youth mentoring, mm-hmm. and also uh, the certain um, progressive or uh, development of the legislative framework for um, uh, the Muslim law in Singapore mm-hmm. as well. I thought that these are areas where we can help to improve our community. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 don't, I don't really like... Uh, saying this might be controversial eh? mm-hmm. that drugs or diabetes mm-hmm. are a Muslim or Malay problem. Mm-hmm. I said to this in the organization that we were both in <laughs> one of the speeches I said that drugs is a menace that knows no skin color or caste or social system. Um, the undergraduate who is uh, on internship or overseas exchange program is just as susceptible to um, liberal views on drugs and drug mm-hmm. abuse like just the same risk as a, a boy who is in a rental flat mm-hmm. uh, who is exposed to traffickers mm-hmm. or the abusers. Um, that doesn't mean that it is uh, a particular community problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to sit or maybe stand for anyone who says that it is a particular community problem. Maybe there are some over-representation but we have to unpack it again. Why is that so? So, have you unpacked it yet? Like, how do you make sense though when the numbers are overwhelmingly, you know, on our side? Um, well, it is a lot to do with whether I've made full sense of it. Mm. I, I can't be so sure. But the more experts and studies have shown that there is a correlation between um, uh, social economic systems, mm-hmm. uh, opportunities, and uh, job retention. Mm. So that first, I, I spoke about this in the budget debate. Mm-hmm. That first year, uh, after release, is very, very important. Um, and and that's why during my downstream work, I nudged a few charities to actually work with prisons mm-hmm. to give job opportunities for yeah. inmates, um, work with Yellow Ribbon, mm. um, but then a lot more can be done. Uh, and, and and we see that if we just say that, okay, or maybe it's a religious intervention, then that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But we need to be sure that they have the right skills. But at the same time, and I explain this to, to... I've been asked this question several times by other interviewers. I said we cannot be blind to the fact uh, that there might be some impediments or structural... Uh, um, uh, discrimination mm-hmm. that that uh, is there that we need to dispel. So 
That's why TAFEP is there. Mm-hmm. Fair Employment Practices mm-hmm. would be. So, I believe that there might be a need for us to legislate certain things. Okay. Yeah. But as a lawyer, I can tell you that once we legislate certain things, it becomes like, uh, yes, it's a clear market, but it doesn't mean the problem goes away. Mm. So, you say that uh, chewing gum is banned. Mm. Does it stop people from buying chewing gum overseas? No. Ella still buys them, right? Overseas, <laughs> bought masuk <laughs> <laughs> Okay lah. No, she said no. Oh, because it is that, why... Uh, so you have to think about what we have to shape people. Mm-hmm. You can legislate certain things like oh, you uh, allow certain things in a particular set of workplace. But would that stop employers to say, okay, maybe this is a bit too troublesome then I don't even hire these people in the first place. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we need to be careful uh, to to understand this. And I, for me, uh, the, I have, uh, if you've been following my social media, I have yeah. a few parliamentary questions. It's all very strategic mm-hmm. uh, in terms of my strategic trust. So mm-hmm. I have a family, which is the domestic violence and all the vulnerable groups, mm-hmm. uh, youth, uh, mentoring, and then we have health as well. Mm-hmm. And then there are all the Malay Muslim, uh, specific Malay Muslim issues mm-hmm. uh, that I raise on halal, on uh, halal certification, mm-hmm. on uh, AMLA, mm-hmm. Sharia court. So, I thought that these are the four trusts that I want to work towards because I spoke about this in my maiden speech. I said that uh, I was thinking about what to say. Then my son, I remember my son, that time he was six years old. He likes to play Lego. Boys. Then break it up. Yeah, say my boys too. Oh, then they were, they shook around, they break it up. Then they told me, oh, yeah, you know what's one thing you cannot break? Is that one brick. This brick you cannot break. The unit. The mm, actual break. The I said, actually, you can break, but you need to use a lot of force. But to him, it cannot break. So, to me, that, that block eh, is the family unit. Mm. We need to be sure that our unit, whatever Muslim, non-Muslim, Malay, Chinese, unit, they are strong. And then there are different colors, right? They can connect together, mm. different shapes, whatever you want it to be. Eh. Then we can make sure that we can interlock each other. Mm. I truly believe that we need to support um uh, uh, each other. I don't think democracy or equity or, mm. or, or equality means equity. I think that certain uh, groups, certain programs need to have more resource mm-hmm. so that they can achieve better results or even the same. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know, looking at what you have ahead of you, um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of things to be done um, more probably issues going to come up in your term uh, during your time but I wish you all the best and you know I can't wait to see more of the amazing what you're going to do I mean drugs yes I'm I'm also involved in uh, I'm one of the board of visitors for mm-hmm. the um, specifically the drug rehab prison uh, area and um I do believe that the families back at home need help. Mm. And I agree on they need jobs. Some of them, near to their release, they're like very concerned, will I get a job? Yes. Uh, all of these things. So I, I do believe that economy in the family, having a stable job gives them the confidence that, yes, I can you know, help my family. I can, I can build my family. I can support my children. You know, and it requires a lot of work. You know, many parties, many agencies need to be involved for sure. But um, 
I believe in Singapore's spirit. Cheh, I'm not a politician. Lah. I, I believe in Singaporean spirit because I see that there are a lot of people who want to do the help in, in many areas. I can see the volunteerism spirit is there. So that's, I'm putting my faith in that lah, basically. At the end of the day, I also have kids like you, yours, young, all of them 10 years or younger. So, you know, as a member of the community, I am concerned. I am concerned about the kind of future they're going to have, um, how they're going to integrate with everyone else, how are they going to practice their faith, um, how are they going to serve the nation, like all of these questions, you know. Mm. So whatever it is that I'm trying to do right now, um, it's it's towards that and I believe you are uh, doing it as well. You said your number one drive is probably your family. Um, so I wish you all the best. Thank you. Uh, any Any last words you want to say? Well, talking about my family, I reminded of what I tell my kids every time. Mm. We have only two house rules. Uh, do well, do good. Mm. So, very easy for them to remember. So, uh, do well in whatever you do. Um, you want to do it, you are arts inclined, you are engineering inclined, do well. Mm. Do the best that you can be mm. uh, because the community will be better for it because mm. of you. Mm. Do good is to go, do good to others uh, because mm. I remember I hold it through to my heart eh, that I need to do something for other people because in a large family you have to help each other sure. and then we, if we say our Muslim community is a larger community we need and our nation is an even larger community we need to do good but then you must remember that doing good is not don't don't just give contribution or volunteerism just for the sake of it like staying downstream mm-hmm. or just for you to feel good, but you also must make sure that you involve other people. Don't 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 forget your family. Mm. Um, and I remember my 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 daughter. I think she was six years old. I keep on going to much um, all these meetings and uh charities and all mm. that. So every time I say, uh, "What are you doing?" She said, uh, "Then I will say, uh, help people." Mm. So one day, and she stopped me, you know, at the door. So where are you? Where are you going? So help people. And you know what she said to me. And this she broke my heart. Mm. She said, "Help, help me." Mm. Then I realized that I I've been so in, immersed eh, mm. in the work. Um, I forgot that she's there looking at me. Mm. So uh, I I brought her to to the crisis shelter mm. where. I, so she said, "Also, oh, this is what you mean by mm. helping people." Then she saw other kids down there her age. Then she said to me, "Aya, can I play with them?" Mm. We, we went back ever since Hari uh, Raya Ramadan help out uh, then she knows that your father is doing it for a reason and mm. you understand what, what it's for mm. and um, and and yeah do do that do well and do good mm. make sure that um, uh, they, they they get I hope that you know in all the things that I do I, I keep the honour and traditions of my family and my uh Arwah, mother would be happy mm-hmm. all the, the work that she put I'm in. sure she, she would be. Mm. Inshallah. You know, that, that that thing you shared about your daughter touches me too because I get that question too. Must be busy I'm always out. Oh. I'm always out. Yeah. kadang nowadays, I buy late for a while, mm. a quick bite, solat ke apa, and then I'm out again. Mm. And then they're like, Dada, you're going out again? Mm. Uh, yeah, I got another meeting. Oh, okay. Macam, you know, yeah. like, I think what's sad is I think I I really I still like those moments when they ask. What's sad now is that sometimes they don't even ask anymore because they know I'm coming in and coming going back out right. again. Right. It's a bit sad lah. But I always try to make time 
um, if I if I have time on weekends, kapa selit selit lah. You know, sometimes the kind of commitments that I have, uh, I'm pretty sure you can relate also. Macam, I have something in the morning, the whole morning. I have time to chat with lunch. I would meet wherever my wife and kids are, have lunch around them, go and to the next meeting or whatever mm-hmm. engagement lah. But I I focus on quality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we cannot lah. We cannot definitely give them all the time that we have. But when we are there, like put everything away, full attention, have fun, smile, laugh, joke with them, you know, like whatever, right? They appreciate their effort. True. They appreciate their effort True. and they will remember that. Uh, so that's the thing that we, I hope anyone listening, uh, um, don't don't underestimate that. You're, even then, you can spend little time also, you say, Alamak, dude, never mind. What I think is, you don't think about it as your the, the remnants of your time or your the scissor of your muscle, right? but you are giving it the best that you can mm-hmm. at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So, I always say, uh, any, that time during my volunteering days, I said to people, there are the three C's, your core, your career, and your community. Mm-hmm. If your core is okay with your family, then you can focus on your career. Mm-hmm. If your career is okay, then you focus on your community. Mm-hmm. If not, then the three cannot come. So, it goes True. back to my building block. True. So, I think we, inshallah, I mean, we, we try our best and mm-hmm. I want to see our children to, to know that we've tried our best. Mm-hmm. And our next generation to know that oh this generation has tried its best now let them pick it's our turn yeah <laughs> they, that must be the spirit yeah. true I agree with you you can't try to save the world if, if things at home aren't right mm-hmm. so you work on the core first I like that I'll remember that inshallah okay thank you Zul for your time really thank appreciate you. it um, I've learned a lot from you today nice catching up as well nice catching up um, if Liverpool had won last night against Real Madrid, we would talk about it. But today, I think we're not really in the mood to talk about <laughs> Liverpool. But some other time, inshallah. Okay. <laughs> so I wish you all the best. Please keep me in in, uh, in your prayers as well. Likewise. And uh, my du'as are for you and your family. Health is wealth. Being healthy is a blessing, especially in this pandemic. We should try our best to look after our health. For example, we should make time to hit the gym or run weekly to invest in our fitness. Let's be mindful of our diet and take care of ourselves better. However, what if taking all these steps are not enough and you need more assurance to cater to your health? Our friends at TAQ Wealth Associates will be able to assist you. Head over to tinyurl.com slash 2021 to register your inquiry and our friends at Takwa will get in touch with you as soon as they can. Thank you everybody for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this session with uh, Mr. Zulkarnain. Um, and if you have any questions, any queries, drop me a DM. And please share some of your favorite parts from this episode. He shared a lot of good values and principles about family, about life, about career, about community work. So if you were able to resonate with some of those points, do share with us and tag me. Tag him too. He's active on Instagram. So thank you once again. And uh, I'll see you soon in the next episode. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.